Uh, Dave, can you uh, discuss uh, what Connor McDavid has done since uh, those three Toronto games where he didn't get a point, and also the role that uh, that uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, played on those two goals, and what he gives to this team on a lot of nights when some nights he doesn't get the score sheet. Well, Connor's game is, you know, it's uh, it's been really solid all year you know even uh, you know even the Toronto games he didn't get on the score sheet but if you look at the chances he was creating and stuff there was still lots to like about his game so he's uh, you know when he capitalizes people notice that more and he capitalizes a lot so he has an impact on the game Nuge is just a real good smart player Nuge does a lot of things that go unnoticed probably by a lot of people but end up you know they really help our team be successful so you need you need good players to uh give yourself a chance to win and both those guys are real good players you also talk about connor seems to uh well his shot total is up this year uh he also seems to have a that uh no look uh move uh, evolved to a point where it's uh Maybe even an extra weapon. Can you describe yeah. the evolution of that? You know what? He, uh, his offensive abilities and different ways to create offense is, is off the charts. What I like most about him this year is he's come in with a real determined mindset to defend well, be a real good, solid player in our own end. And our whole coaching staff talks about it every day, how how much he's dug into playing a real winning style of game. And, uh, you know, I think there was some criticism in the summer towards him and Dreisaitl who was... Uh, I didn't think was warranted, but he he's taken it to heart and he's turned into a much better 200-foot player. And so you notice the great things he does in the game offensively, but he's a solid defender, you know, a dependable player in our own zone. And uh, he doesn't get enough credit for that. So I agree with you. The, the great stuff he does with the, the offensive abilities and the different weapons he has, but the... Uh, the ability for him to play in critical situations, not just offensively, but defensively, is really coming out in his game, and it's helping our team win. Ryan Rashog, TSN. Just bouncing off that idea, Dave, was that really evident tonight? Like, I know he got the two goals, but it seemed like his attention to detail defending tonight, like he was all all over that part of it when you guys, yeah. you know, were defending that lead. You know what? It's a it was a it's a tough game. I mean, tougher. It looked like, for lack of a better way to put it, a muddy track out there, and it, it was uh, both teams playing last night, getting in late, and you know it was one of those games where one or two plays was probably going to dictate the outcome, whether it be a save or a, you know a capitalize on an opportunity. And Connor capitalized on two opportunities for us, and it was the difference in the game. So. Uh, but other than that, you you know you in a game like that, you just got to stay with it. You just you can't. You got to try to give up as little as you can, and fatigue becomes a factor. But you try to try to muscle through as best you can, and you just when you get a lead, you try to you know muscle it through and and uh, and get it to the end, and that's what we did. So you got a minute left in the game, and you're looking down your bench. You know some of the choices are obvious. 
you throw Pugliarvi over the boards. Has he become an easy and, and a more obvious choice in that situation, you know, since when, when you first started coaching him earlier this year? Well, I didn't know him. You know, now you get to know him, you see what he does in a game. His work ethic and physical play is phenomenal. Like, he's he's a hard player to play against. And he's improved his wall play. I mean, the, his attention to detail, defending has, has really improved. So he's a, he's a hard player. He's a hard player. Like, he's, he's a real good player. And uh, I don't think people recognize how hard he plays all the time, whether it's in front of their net or on the wall or back checking. I mean, he's, he's a competitive player, and those are the kind of players you need in situations like that. Rob Tchaikovsky, Post Media. Hi, Dave. Uh, in, a, in a condensed season, and I guess maybe more importantly with the playoffs on the horizon, how valuable is it for a coach to be able to roll four lines uh, of guys out there that he can trust? Well, it's... Uh, as a coach, you love it when you trust everybody, but, you know, if you look at the schedule, you, you really don't have much choice. You know, there's just, uh, it's it's taxing on players, so you're trying to maximize each player, you know, jumping in the lineup tonight. We put Nygaard and Jones in just to try to give us a little more speed in the lineup. They both come in. They were, they were you know, they're solid, not spectacular. They're just solid. So you're looking for some fresh legs, some fresh energy, um, you know, and the ability to, in, in games like this, you have to use everybody if you're, if you're going to try to be successful. So uh, that's one of the things the taxi squad has done for us this year. You have, you have people that are anxious to play, and when they jump in, they can give you a little extra energy on back-to-back -back nights. And you, you know, made mention about your your team's improvement on team defense. There've been a lot of coaches come through here to try and get the the Oilers to to commit to that. Uh, why is it taking hold now, and and uh, how much more do you have to go on that front? Oh, you're always looking to improve on that, but it's uh, you know you have you, just like I talked about earlier when Connor and Leon are buying into it, and it's all about winning. You know you. To win, you have to be able to defend. You can't you can't win in the playoffs if you can't defend. So it's recognizing we have to be a good defending team, a good five-on-five -five team if we're going to have a chance to be successful in the playoffs. And that's just that's not that's not me saying it. It's the players recognizing it and doing it. Eric Van Dies, Post Media. Hey Dave, I just wanted a, a quick thought on, on Miko Koskinen tonight. It looks like when he makes a good first or second save early in the game, he kind of settles in, and I thought he was really good for you guys tonight. He was solid, just really solid, you know, and that's that's what you're asking for, a tough, tough turnaround. Uh, you know, you're asking a lot from your goaltender, you know, you're, you know your team is... You're hoping it's going to be a low-event game because, you know, the two, both teams are tired. But that being said, there's going to be some fatigue come into the game and some probably some plays coming against them. You're going to need some stops from your goaltender, and that's what he did tonight. He, he gave us a chance to win. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.